Good evening, welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. It's a pleasure to have you on board. On today's episode, we're going to talk about economic inclusion. Yes, economic inclusion. Now, for those of us, as we approach the election, um, most of us watch the news, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, um, there have been a lot of talk about reparation for the Negro American. And I'm very adamant about that the Negro American reparation is due to Negro American. Um, we have been marching for the past 50 years now, give or take. You might say 60 years. I'll say 50. Black people, minority, whatever the name you want to, African American, all those bywords that we go by nowadays, um, have been marching for the past 50 years. Now, there's nothing wrong with marching. Is there's no end result behind it? Uh, we march, we fight. You know, you know, throughout the South, throughout the Midwest, throughout the Northeast, Northwest. So we have been marching all over the place. Now, when you look at, you know, black people collectively, we generate about 1.2, 1.4 trillion dollars per year in this economy. And when you factor in, you know, Jim, you know, during 1860, after Reconstruction, during Reconstruction, after they, they were so-called free, during the, they, when the slaves were free in 1860, and you look at how much wealth we are generate, one can say at that time there was a four million people working, and that, that they generate about six. If you put it in today's term, it would be about 28 billion, 28 trillion dollars in today's money. Now, we also, you know, we talk about reparation. Um, is this injustice? You know, injustice is something that I need to take care of. America, her greatest sin is enslaving black people. And then uh, we're not African. We keep saying this African narrative, African, African, African. I keep telling you guys for many time over and over, we are not African. Now, reparation is due. We know that. Now, how do we get this reparation? Is it by land? Is it by money? We need economic inclusion. Because you can be part of the uh, company, but you don't own the company. You can have a neighborhood, but you don't own the neighborhood. You know, somebody else owns the neighborhood. So you have to own and control your market. When you look at the hair industry in the black community, Nobody wear a weave more than black women. Let's be honest with you. Wear, white women wear weave, but they don't wear it every day of the week. Black women wear it every day. Not all of them, but I would say 85% of them wear it every day. So that's a large market. We should control and own that market. But it's Korean and Chinese and East Indian that control that market nowadays. When you look at other markets like technology, it's white people that control it in Asian. So we have to control those markets in our neighborhood. When you look at infrastructure, you look at education, you know, engineering, all those things that we used to have, but we don't have those anymore in the community. Now, that being said, there's a big, you know, when you look at the income, you know, a white woman, for every dollar a white woman make, a black woman make 25 cents for every dollar a white woman make. So every dollar black, uh, a white man make, a black man make, make maybe 10, 20 cents from every dollar. 
So economic inclusion is it is it is the foundation of building wealth in our community. Because you can be part of the company, but if you're not in the boardroom, you're not part of the company. 95 of those boardroom, I'll say 98% of the boardroom are white Caucasian male. And that's to what industry, whether it's the medical, pharmaceutical industry, whether it's the engineering, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's the media, 95% of those boardroom are Caucasian male. Primarily Caucasian male. You can argue all you want. But those are the facts. That being said, when you see uh, Brian Allen talk about pursuing um, charter communication and Comcast, you guys say, why he's doing that? Because there's no economic inclusion. They, they, they have black faces on TV, but they don't target black market. They don't put black owners, you know, black radio station and black media producers. They don't advertise in those channels. So consequently, they lose money over time. Like you said, Comcast invests about $70 billion in advertisement per year. That's a lot of money. $70 billion per year. That's a lot of money they invest in advertisement and licensing. And only a 1% go to the black community. That's a sham. That's a damn sham. When you look at the whole spectrum, that's a damn shame. Me, I'm not big on marching because I'm, I'm here to... To uh, to trigger to trigger your mind to think to analyze what's going on in Black America. We also about we need to invest our money in our community. I can't emphasize this enough. We we buy Gucci, Prada, you name it. We buy all those high end brand. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have the money, you can buy those things. I'm not knocking you, but that money can be reinvested in our community. Building schools, hospitals, restaurants, you know, farm, you know, supermarkets, high rises. Those money can be reinvested in our community. When you see other Asian, if you listen to my podcast I made last year, the five parasites in our community, when I go in and I explain the five parasites were the Chinese, the Korean, the East Indians, and the Hispanic, all those uh, those ethnic groups that come to our neighborhood and build wealth on our backs. Meanwhile, you cannot go to their neighborhood and build wealth in their backs. That's what that's what we have to we have to stop. We have to be greedy now. We have to be selfish. It's about self-preservation. Everybody look out for their own race. It's not about racism. Like I said, racism is a group economics. I can't emphasize this enough. Racism is for, is a global phenomenon. It have nothing to do with your emotion. It's about economics inclusion. Everybody look out for their own. And black people in America, but specifically the Negro American, have to look out for their own, for them to be successful as a collective. The Asian they do it. They do. They look out for themselves. The Hispanic, the so-called Hispanic, because Hispanic is not a race. It's a culture. Let's let's skip that. And let's be real about that. Um, when you look at the European, they may have disagreement. They come along, they build wealth in America. Now, that's why Martin Luther King was talking about. I saw my people to the burning house because he knew that silver white was not enough. He wanted economic inclusion. That's why he wanted to do the poor people's march. 
The ball payment route was gonna cut it was gonna change the whole ball game in America. He was thinking about taking five million people to 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 the DC. So they wanted to shut down this whole movement, the poor the poor people movement back in the 1967, 68. That's why he ended up getting killed. Plus the Vietnam War, you can enter, you can put that into that. He got he, he spoke about the Vietnam and when he did the speech about the other America, the other the other America, that's a speech I didn't know about until recently. And I, I heard about it for a couple of years, but I never tapped into it. But I listened to the whole speech. It's very profound the way he breaks things down, you know, the have, the have nots, you know, the other America. Where he break down the, the disparity between black and white and poor and rich in America. America is supposed to be the wealthy country in this world, but we have about 50 million people who are homeless in this country. And most of them are veterans. That's the, that's the thing they don't tell you. Most of those homeless men that you see down the street downtown, in any downtown in your city that's walking around with a broken cart, those are ex-military veterans that are homeless in these streets. Now, back to the subject at hand. We talk about reparation. We talk about economics inclusion. Yes, marching is good. Boycotting is good. But if you don't have no economic inclusion, you cannot prosper as a group of people because it's about ownership. It comes down to ownership because when these Europeans, they come here, they, through laws and to uh, backdoor deals and stealing stuff and killing people, stealing people's wealth, they stole a lot of wealth from black people, primarily through slavery, free labor. And I know a lot of black people who's going to listen to this, they are delusional. You're that you benefit from it, white folks. You are that you benefit from these free labors. Don't say I didn't, I wasn't there during those 18. No, you were, your father was there, your great great father was there. They stole the land, now you benefit from it. You know, it's a hard, is you know, slavery is a hard topic to discuss. But white people, if you're being objective here and you're being transparent and being unbiased. You know what I'm saying is true. You can refute the facts. The guys say if you factor in the 40 acres in the mule, that will accumulate 160 million acres of land. So if you do, if you have like 400,000 acres of land, that's a lot of land. Imagine you have 160 acres of land, 160 million dollars, 160 million acres and land. That's that's like over three, four, five states. So those are, that's just a, a tip of the iceberg. There's more that they hide from us. Remember, the government have broken over 300 tre- treaty with the with the Negro American. I won't say Native American. There was no such thing as a Native American. There were Aborigines, color, colored copper people, and Turtle Island, which is AKA America, United States of America, Turtle Island. So you have to know this. You must understand this. That's why we have to teach our children the truth, what took place back then and what's taking place now. We are being profiled wherever we go, whether it's at work, your neighborhood, your grocery store, the department store, you are being profiled. That's our reality. We can't escape it. That's how it is in America and throughout the world. Depends on the country you go to. But what I'm saying is that economic inclusion 
is something that Negro Americans need in, in America. They need that. They need to combine their resources and work together as one group, one collective group. And all those, Demo- those political parties, especially the Democrats, have done you a disservice. Because they used to be the Dixiecrat before the 60s. Okay, the, the, the Dixiecrat have become the Democrats. That being said, that's the history of the Democratic Party. If you compare orange and apples, and I'm neither I'm neither a fan of both, neither Republican or Democrat, but the Republican have done more collectively for the Negro American than the Democrats. Okay, let's keep that in perspective. That being said, um, economic inclusion is something that we need in our community. Um, this is what Barry and I was talking about. Because a lot, you can work for a company, but if you don't have no say-so on this, the, the decision-making in that company, in those boardrooms, you're not included. You're just a face. A lot of this company, they hire selective Negroes. Oh, there goes Tyshawn. There goes uh, uh, Shakrina. She, she's part of the team. No. Does she own something? Does she part of the member? She, 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 she part of the boardroom, and she sit down when you guys making decisions. No, she don't. No, he does not. So, how can it be part of the company when you're not making decisions in that company in those boardrooms? And that's very critical in corporate America. A lot of those, when they talk about entertainment, construction, you name it. Black people is not included. So that's why the 1866 law it was a law that was put in the books to have people so uh, black Negro American would not be discriminated against race and, and against uh, they would not be discriminated against when it comes to contracting, doing business with other companies. So they even though they had the law in the book because we didn't get the 40 acres in the moon. We didn't get the fruit acres in the mule. We didn't get that. And uh, we supposed, we we're supposed to get that. That can still be put on the books for reparation if they want to be fair. But reparation, the guy said it's going to come to $28 trillion if you compare the Jim Crow. Jim Crow lasts about 75 years. The Black Code laws give or take 50, maybe 100 if I'm not mistaken. But I know the Jim Crow law in the South, they last about 75 years. So that take you 75 years back, economically speaking. Negro American. So Negro, see, America owe everything to Negro American. Everybody that comes to America, they need to pay homage to Negro American. And that's the thing that we built this country with our bare hands. Our forefathers built this country with our bare hands. So it is imperative that the Negro American get economic inclusion. You guys been marching to your toes, then you have behemoth toes, bunions, and coins in your toes. You've been marching for 50 years now. What is the what is the plan? What is the end game? Are you gonna march for another hundred years? No, we're not supposed to be marching anymore. Why that we need we need things done? This is a time, this time is very crucial. Like I said. This election, too, is also a crucial election. Don't get bamboozled by this Trump impeachment. I'm not too hype about that. If Trump get impeached, hey, whatever. Good for him. If he doesn't, whatever. 
It's not going to change my reality in America, okay? Whether Trump get impeached, he doesn't get impeached, my reality is still the same. I'm still going to be profiled. I'm still poor, okay? That's the reality. So that means that don't focus on this Trump impeachment nonsense. Focus on economic inclusion. This is what Barry Allen been talking about all these years. This is what Dr. Claude Anderson talked about. Tony Talks on YouTube. He talked about that too. So a lot of those people, they have been very prominent. They have been very outspoken about this economic inclusion. Being a part of the company, being in the board, in the board members of that company is a whole different ball game. It's like playing checkers and playing chess. It's a whole different ball game. You got to be in the boardrooms. You got to make decisions. If you're not in those boardrooms, how are you going to make decisions for your own people? You cannot let a whole old white Caucasian man with racism and biases um, ideology makes decisions for you. You cannot let a Caucasian man make that decision because he, he doesn't live your life. He doesn't live your life. He doesn't come from that, that narrative. He doesn't know that life. He don't even know. He can't even compare. He can't even think about it because he never experienced that life. So how can he relate to you? He cannot relate. It's like me talking to a woman about her period. I cannot relate to that. I can sympathize and empathize with her, but I can't relate because I never had a period before. Because I'm a man. So what do you do with a white Caucasian man? That's why I never argue with white people when it comes to race. Unless they are biracial, unless they are, they, they that stuck up in their ways, I can have an honest discussion with them. But now the times I don't have discussion with them because they, they don't have that experience. They don't know how it feels to be a black man in America, a so-called black man in America, a black woman, a black child. They don't know that narrative. They don't know how it feels. They can relate to it. Some of them can. Don't get me wrong. Some of them can because some of them are married to black men. They can relate a little bit, but a lot of them can't because they don't know. Because they was brainwashed as children. Now they become adults. They're still brainwashed by the media and they were in school. They are being brainwashed every day of the week. And they don't take upon themselves to really investigate about black people. They're still in the dark. So that's why it doesn't phase them when somebody get killed, somebody black get killed. They don't get phased by that. So what I'm saying is that economic inclusion, it is imperative that we have that in our community. And that's why, you know, you got to sue those companies. You have to use that law, 1866 law. You have to use that law, the 1866 law, to, to sue those companies. Because how are you going to prosper if you don't have economic inclusion? And we have to combine income. We have to combine income together because other communities are doing it. The Asians are doing it. The Jews are doing it. The so-called East Indians, they're doing it. So they combine their income, their resources to be. And if, if black America does that, I mean, we'll be number one in America. We'll be number one past the white folks. The white folks have a 200 years head start. They had a 200 year head start. 200 years head start. I'll say 400 year head start. And we still can get their, their asses. So imagine they give us 100 years back. Just imagine how much that will take us. I don't need uh, to be marching. I don't need to be any part of any parties. What's that going to do for my bottom line? You need economic inclusion. That's what we need. Because economic inclusion, that was that would propel you. That would, that, that would sustain you as a people. 
And that will create jobs for your community and for your children, children in the future. All this marching, all this political nonsense, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to nothing. Nada. Not a damn thing. You're wasting your time going to all those meetings. Now, to each his own, but think about it for a second. What do you gain from those parties? Like I said, the Democrat Party haven't done anything for you substantially. The Republican Party have done some kind of work, but substantial work, nah. They came from the same tree, different branches. Okay? Like I told you guys before, the presidency is a waste of your time. If you're going to vote, vote for your local congressman, your city council, your mayor, your police chief, your governor. Vote for those people, your senator. Don't vote for the presidency. It's a waste of your time and your vote. I repeat, it's a waste of your time and your vote. So we have to be mindful of that because our children are going to suffer in the future. And America, this is just for America, white America in particular. You got to look yourself in the mirror. America is facing a great, great deal of pressure. We are going to a transition once again. America is going to a transition as I speak to you on this podcast. White America is time to reflect back. Those, those deeds, lynching our people, killing our burning. We still can't be being killed like dogs in the street. If I kill a dog right now, I get jail time. You kill a black person, you walk away. No jail time. So this not, cannot go on like that for the next 50, 100 years. It cannot go like that anymore. We're not stupid. We're not dumb. We need economic inclusion. We need reparation. I want white folks... Especially those aristocrats. Look yourself in the mirror. All this wealth you have accumulated throughout the generation, throughout the hundred years. We just some economics talk about thirty-eight trillion dollars. They said in the mid the, the, the middle park, the bulb is it might be twenty-eight trillion dollars. Twenty-eight trillion dollars. You owe us forty acres in the mule. Forty acres in the mule. That's add up to 160 million acres. Listen, add up to 160 million acres, okay? 168 million acres. America is the richest country in the world. Meanwhile, we have 50 million people in America who are homeless. That is a damn shame. And secondly, we still haven't paid reparation to Negro Americans. Those white aristocrats, I'm addressing you head on. Upper middle class white people. I'm addressing you. And poor white too. Because you guys too benefit from white privilege. But what I'm saying, those upper middle class white folks who's going to listen to this podcast, your time is up. You need to pay reparation to Negro American. Don't give me this shenanigans that you was not part of it. A hundred years ago, but you, your direct descendant, you benefit, you benefit from it. You, you make so much money. Your great grandfather make all that wealth you enjoy right now. Where you think you came from? The, the from thin air. You think you just came, just coming like this to you as a miracle? No, Negro, you stole that land. You stole that wealth. Free labor, slavery was free labor, and you tax it. Okay, so that is to be paid back to Negro American ASAP. We need economic inclusion. I will live this as like that. We need 
it cannot be inclusion. Just like Byron Allen said, and Dr. Claude Anderson said, it is time for America to pay up her, her debt to Negro American. It is time. Your time is, is come now to pay your debt to Negro American. One love. You guys have a great day. Take care.